Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eurocast presented by Nerd Podcast uh, with me, Sam Smart. And me, Noah Smith. And we'll go straight into the new news. Uh, there's new transfer rules that have been set up by Broke FIFA. Today, this morning, yeah. Yeah. FIFA have announced some rules to do with loans. Um, essentially, the rules are clubs, uh, will, well, all football clubs will be limited to eight international loans out. Uh, and that will drop to seven and then six in the following seasons. So this will apply from July, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, this is there anything for like domestic loans yet? But FIFA kind of said that leagues need to kind of put in rules by 2025. And some, these some rules, leagues already have rules. Have yeah, loans. some do. But uh, this also not apply to players under 21 and younger, and also club trained players. So Jesse Lingard can still go on loan, out on loan, I guess, because he's been at United Academy. That's an example. <laughs> So, you know, um, I mean, it's good they're doing something about these loans. There's certain clubs, <clears throat> Chelsea, uh, <laughs> seem to make a habit of buying players and then not playing them to like 28. Like like Hector, for example, is it? I forgot his first name. Is it? Uh, you know the one I'm Oh, um, Michael Hector. Yeah, he's been is everywhere. It... He just constantly gets loaned out. Is he? Is he? Uh, surely he's not a Chelsea still. No, he, he, he left. He did leave. Yeah. I think. I mean, yeah, Chelsea, like, I'm pretty sure Marco Van Ginkel sit on their books. And, like, he is, yeah. That's a player like someone. Uh, was it, it was Mario Pasalic was on their books for the longest time, I think? Yeah. Kennedy, I think, might actually still be. No, it's Kennedy, Kennedy is on their books. They're actually looking yeah. to recall him. Which is insane, because I, I thought he left for real. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, there's an example. You know, he stops, stops these kind of clubs who are constantly learning out players, like, uh, have a batch of players. I mean, Atlanta have, like, 67 players out on loan. I yeah. think, which I don't even know about. I didn't know they had that many people on loan, which is mental. Yeah, I know so, that's... Oh yeah, it'll stop people from being able to, you know. I mean, it doesn't completely stop people buying players with the young and selling them on, uh, like in mass, but it stops it from happening, you know, post-21, I guess, which is helpful. So, I mean, you can't really stop people loaning out players younger than 21. I think that would be yeah, way too harsh. Otherwise, it just mm. wouldn't get game time. But it helps a lot of people who were kind of like, you know, in their early to mid-twenties, constantly, you know, being loaned out and stuff. And it stops these clubs hoarding players like that who would otherwise be, you know, be be, be good assets to other clubs for like full-time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, speaking of transfers, I'll talk about the transfer news. Um, Ousmane Dembele will be sold but by, by the looks of it. Uh there was contract renewals all this January and they fell through. So, but the Barcelona basically said, we'll, go, we'll probably get someone in Jan then. He'll be gone. I think, so. I think they're, um, I don't think it was a president, but it was someone higher up at Barcelona said, uh, basically to Dembele, either sign the contract or we're going to sell you immediately. Yeah. And then Dembele hasn't signed the contract. So now he's come out and said, well, we're going to sell Dembele like right now. Which is, I guess, I guess that makes sense because he's, he's running out I mean, the fact they let a contract run out, you know, up this late, it's a bit, yeah, a bit I weird. Mean, you know, normally clubs try to sell players about two years before the contract runs out. You know, if if they, if they know they're not going to be signed, but uh, Dembele wants a lot of money. I guess it just didn't work out. I mean, I'm just interested to see where he goes. Really, um, I mean, I'd like to see him at Newcastle. I'm not sure if that would happen. <laughs> he's a really, really good player. Like he generally could still play at top level if he just stays fit. It's yeah, just, he's so promising. He's not even that old, even. Like, no, he's like twenty twenty three, but he's still got that. He's he's got a lot of ability on him, and um, 
especially recently as well, he's played more more of a part of Barcelona recently. So, you know, yeah. Barcelona were willing to let him, you know, stay. It's just money. He just didn't sign money. the contract. He was just playing games. Them, no. Really. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's been looked United for some reason, although I, I've noticed personally, but I, I, we have about 20 right wingers. No, we don't actually. That's a lie. We have Sancho and Lingard, but... Yeah, that's... Actually, maybe he could work, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But he can play on the left, of course, as well. Yeah. Like, he can play on either side. He's helped... Whoever gets him, I mean... I'm just hoping he isn't, like I said, in that St. Petersburg or something. That's all. What, like Malcolm? No offence in it, but I'm not watching the Russian Premier League. Sorry. (laughs) I'd like to see him back at Dortmund. Yeah, that would be great for them. That would be great for both sides, because Dortmund need something. Um, I don't know if it's the player they need. They need probably about 20 defenders, because... Yeah, they leak like a they leak massively, um, defensively. But yeah, Dembele, I, I hopefully this is a new chapter for his career, unless he sells his soul to some club. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I the thing is when Dembele, with Dembele, I either see him going to like a random Zenit or something like that, like you said before. Yeah, him and Malcolm or like Saudi up. Arabia. Oh God! Like he just screams of Saudi Arabia to me. Uh, well, Dembele, please prove us wrong and join a side and challenge yourself, please. <laughs> yes, please join. We'd appreciate that. Dortmund or Newcastle or even PSG, to be honest, just someone. Norwich needs some players. He'd probably join them. <laughs> but he'd be better than Josh Sargent on the right flank. Anyway, um, speaking of clubs who are in the mud, actually, that's, not, that's actually a joke because Arsenal aren't in the mud. Actually, yeah, Arsenal actually, Arsenal doing, actually well. doing all right. Uh, yeah, it's one of the first transfer windows where they haven't been in crisis, which is <laughs> a bit weird because every transfer they're like, oh, we're there in crisis, things are going awfully wrong. But things are still looking bright. And the transfer yeah. business has been fairly bright. And they're looking to add to it, you know, with, um, well, mainly Arthur Mello, which I kind of talked about uh, last week as well. You know, Arthur is looking a bit closer to joining Arsenal. Um, he's willing to go, I believe. It's just UV, are, they want, UV want very specific terms, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really uh, sure why. <laughs> like, it's about an 18 month uh, loan out, and then probably like a, a, like a, a option to buy as well. They want that, Juve, which I kind of understand because they spent a fair bit on him, even though they made a profit. Yeah. Uh, with Pjanic, but I mean, um, what's even happened but, to Pjanic now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> with Alphamelo. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know what's happened to Pjanic, man. <laughs> But Arthur Bello, um, he's um, he's still fairly young, for I could be he's twenty four, twenty five, I believe. I, I might be completely wrong on that on that. But um, yeah, I think he is. Hold I think on. he's mid twenties. Um, he's a decent enough, you know, uh, pl- kind of playmaker. Um, he's twenty five. I give Arsenal. I mean, he'll give Arsenal another option midfield, which would be nice. Um, so I could definitely see it happen, and he he you know he comes from. He's been in two big clubs now. He's got that kind of... You'd like to think he's got some sort of winning mentality up with him. So Yeah, I mean, he was promising at Barca, especially in his I mean, early if I was days, Arsenal, so. I'd probably just grab Ramsey instead of Arthur Mello. <laughs> just because I think... I mean, Ramsey, like... Ramsey's like, really, he's familiar he's a with the club. Box to box. He's a decent box-to-box. You could, he definitely could start a, a Premier League club. Absolutely. Yeah. But Arsenal, but like... I mean, I get... He knows the club, but he'd get, like... He'd be good. He'd be good for the younger players there. 
but I'm not sure if he's like Arsenal standard anymore. I think if they're going to bring back Aaron Ramsey, they may as well just sign Jack Wilshere. <laughs> oh, you t- they're not the same level. You can't compare. <laughs> no, no, they're Wilshire not the right same level. You can't. You can't do that. <laughs> Why not get both? Go go back to Maybe. 2013. 2013. Get Arsenal. Ozil in. <laughs> yeah, get Ozil back. That midfield three. Get Sanchez back as well. Get the get the whole band back together. Um, also on Arsenal, uh, Vlahovic is also still linked. Um, I've no idea that's happen- if that will happen if Vlahovic even leave this this January. I mean, uh, I'll talk about it later on, but uh, he did seem to in his celebration at the weekend did seem to indicate that that might have been his last goal by sort of sort of saying goodbye when he celebrated. Uh, so, not just because he's not scoring again. He's just going to refuse to score. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's dropping back to uh, to defence now. He's, yeah. he's, 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 strong, he's on his work up front. He's just going to yeah, transition I mean, to centre-back. I don't think where he would go though, Vlahovic. I mean, Arsenal definitely a striker. Vlahovic would be one of the, like, a brilliant option for them. Oh yeah, he'd be, be so good for them. Uh, so, could happen. Apparently he wants definitely to go to Juventus though. Well, that's not going to be popular with Fiorentina fans, is it? <laughs> no. I mean, same path that Chiesa went on, I guess. Yeah, I don't think we're a big fan of Chiesa doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Watford now, you know, the massive club Watford. Um, they're going to sign Kalu, um, who uh, who plays at Bordeaux. He's a, uh, he's a right winger, I believe, uh, for 500k, which I only highlighted this because what I don't, I don't understand. I, Kalu's worth more than 500,000 500, euros. <laughs> That's the yeah. reason why I highlighted this. I haven't really I mean, seen him play, but... <laughs> he's a good player at Watford. He's quick. He can dribble well. Which is a bit, that sounds very generic. He's um, <laughs> he's not anything amazing, but he'll be a good squad option for Watford. So, I mean, that's I what mean, I like, thought of Emmanuel Dennis when he came in, but he's just turned out to be brilliant. Maybe, I mean, Kalu can be a first team player, so it's the uh, but we'll see, we'll see. Is what kind of transfer to, policy? Just sign random, like lower league European players for like one that's minute. Painful. Lower league, oh, not don't say that about Bordeaux. Oh no. Well, no, oh, I, low, I mean, low, low, lower in the table, European clubs. Not, not. Like, it's Bordeaux. I'm not saying Ligue 1 league. Now. I'm just saying Bordeaux. No, no, there's no way. <laughs> I can't accept Bordeaux being less reputable than Watford. That's actually painful. Bordeaux were a European giant back in the day. I can't yeah, were so were Nottingham Forest. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh well. Good luck, Cali, with the Premier League. It'd be nice to see you play. Um, Plie is possibly on the, on the way to Zenit, uh, which is I don't know. Plie's contract is running out this year. I can't remember. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. Does Plie start for Madrid back? Um, not as much as he used to. No, I was going to say exactly. usually they just they just More go with like option. um Max Cruiser, not Max Cruiser, uh, Blash Dindle. I don't know why I got oh. those two mixed up. No, very different, <laughs> very different players. <laughs> But yeah, uh, they, they usually use like last single. Sevilla's Diego Carlos could be Newcastle's centre back they're looking for. Um, I f- he wants to join, I think. He's fine with that, but um, they're still tran- negotiating that transfer fee. But I've, I've put down on the notes transfer few, but we ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> transfer fee. Um, I mean, I think they'd be great for them, I think. I think, I know, I think they want more than 35 million euros. They're still negotiating that. It's. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't know about Diego Carlos. He's twenty eight. Um, I try to think what Newcastle. I mean, yeah, they need they need, they need anyone to be honest. So it might work out. Oh, they they need especially a centre back. Like just get anyone 
decent in. I feel like if I was a Newcastle board, I think the money would be best better spent on Sven Botman, but he won't join in the jan- in January, so I suppose yeah. that's that. Um, I mean, if Diego Carlos is like the best player they can get right now, then great. Like he he'll be a great option for them. But mm, that's true. We'll see though. We'll watch the space. Newcastle are definitely making some big moves. Actually, they're doing well in the transfer market. Also, they're yeah, they are going out and getting players, which. I mean, of course, they need to. Decent transfers. I'm not doing anything too stupid. I don't think. Yeah, I think fairly sensible the transfer policy. Like, Kieran Trippier was a great signing. Chris Wood actually is a decent signing. Um, Yeah, especially taking off Burnley. Yeah, I think it's only good because it's from Burnley. I think if it was from anyone else, then Eh, it'd be okay if it was from anyone else. I think because he's um. The kind of player he is, there's not all the other st- top strikers are too expensive, not too expensive, but a lot more expensive than that. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of another striker, I think he plays striker. Uh, Pietro Pellegrini, uh, Pellegrini, yeah, Monaco's um, Italian striker. Uh, he's set to join Milan for four million euros. Is he, um, he used to play, was he the one who was at Southampton? I don't know. No idea. Oh, I am going to do some more. Pietro very Pietro professional Pietro. searching right I now. I know Pelagi very well because he's someone I always gets recommended to you on FM back in the day. Um, no, he's, he's not. Young, Who am I thinking of? He's been promising for a lot. People have been kind of saying hey, he could be a good player for a few years now at Monaco. He's kind of been chilling in the reserves and he's got a few games at the club. can play on wings as well, but mainly a striker, I feel, Pietro Pelagi. He's quite tall as well. Um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Milan is a good destination for him. So. Four million euros as well. I mean, yeah, so I'm not really too familiar with, with the player, but that seems like a good price for a 20 year old. Yeah, I think it'll be, uh, it should be good. Um, hopefully, he could develop at Milan. Yeah, um, Klasenac, I didn't even know this. Apparently, his contract was terminated, which I might, even, I might have actually said this before, I can't remember. But um, he's now at Marseille. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. That's like a very he joins Gwen and Saliba, like, <laughs> <laughs> and um. The final bit of news I want to say is Christian Eriksen, because I've been seeing this everywhere. He is heavily linked to Brentford. Doesn't seem anything substantial, but... I mean, I'd love to see I that. Just, it's just vibes. I think people are just trying to manifest this, and I, I think it should happen. I mean, Thomas Frank has literally come out and said, like, we just want the best for Christian and his family, like stuff like that. So, I mean, that, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that indicates that they are interested in him. And I think that'd be great just to see him in the Premier League again. Well, it benefits Eriksen because he gets to, you know, play the Premier League again which is nice actually get I think about it, so I guess everything as long as he's good health wise it'll be fantastic yeah because that's the big, big risk of Eric's health still we don't 100% know everything he says things are going well but again we have to like double check and stuff but he's still a very very talented player and as long as it doesn't affect him too much physically he'll be fine I mean, he actually, anything will excel at Brentford because they need that exactly who they just need Ericsson like that's perfect fit yeah they need a Kind of a more attacking, um, advanced uh, midfielder who can make plays because it helps. Well, first of all, they have someone who creates more chances because the only person that creates chances, well, I mean, the most key passes of the team, I think, is Christian Norgard, which I mean, isn't a great, great sign because he's, he's deep. Norgard's good, it's just he's not really a <laughs> creative midfielder, yeah. I mean, and, like, um, we're gonna get the slash press on that midfield, and also it lets Ivan Tony get up a bit because I feel like he drops back a bit too much, Ivan Tony, to affect the game. I noticed that in the you yeah. know, my night game, he kind of dropped back a bit. And I feel like if he's a bit more forward, he'll be, you know, they, they could have scored a few goals, uh, like one or two goals, just by the chance they were creating. So having Alex and Noah really benefit Brentford. Yeah, and he's Danish as well. So 
It just oh yeah, absolutely oh my God. perfect. I didn't even think of that. That's actually yeah, that is perfect. Like I feel like Brent half of it's like I, I saw something the other day online. It was like Brentford of the uh, or it's like it was Brentford of the Danish equivalent of like what Wolves are with Portugal. Like they just just this club in the Premier League that just Again, buys players from one players. country. <laughs> Half their players are just from like FC Michelin, like I swear. Like, yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm pretty sure they are affiliated to one of those Danish clubs. I think it might be Michelin. Probably. So, I mean, they sign like Frank Onyeker and stuff from there as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we had on Onyeker. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's one more bit of news, Sam. Uh, do you want to um, tell us the lead? Oh, that was uh, is that Rafael Benitez. It is indeed. He was Rafael fired Benitez. after being absolutely torn apart by the mighty Norwich City. The weekend, and I was so chuffed. Oh, why did I, I didn't even think about that. Oh, why did I ask you? <laughs> I mean, if if if, if you if if you the, if you're on a big losing streak like that, and then you lose to Norwich City, then I think it's fair enough that you're sacked. To be honest, mm. I mean, I'm not sure who they're going to bring in. He's gone from the biggest football club in uh, <laughs> in Liverpool, and, and that's a fact. Yes, Benitez has gone. I mean. Oh, it just, it's just, it wasn't, I mean, it, things weren't great when it started. Like, all the other defense, like, what what was this from the board? I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I think Benitez is, like, the way he plays stuff could have made sense. They've been unlucky one or two injuries. And also, I think Benitez has just not been particularly, um, he's been a bit too um, stubborn at times as well later on, like, especially in this losing run. He hasn't really changed things up. He hasn't really invoked more energy. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned um, their transfers, but, like, I feel like their transfers are just lucky. Like they got Andre, really Andre Gray and Andros Townsend are not good signings, but they just turned out to play well you somehow. Mean, uh, you mean Damari Gray? Uh, oh, not, yeah, Damari Gray, not Andre. It's the same last name. <laughs> Two, like they worked, but they both been fairly good signings, which is weird. But that's I can't, I can't put that. I mean, they should have spent more, shouldn't they? Really, not should have, but they should have, you know, invested yeah. a bit better on that team. And also, he let, like, he got in a in a squabble with Luca Digne and just let, and now he's gone to Aston Villa as well that's because of Rafa Benitez like, yeah, that true. is going to hurt Everton in the long term like mm. he's just completely screwed them now I mean Duncan Ferguson's going to come in now and he's, he will set the ship because he's done it before Everton. but the Rafa Benitez master plan has been put in place I think to ruin yeah. Everton football club <laughs> agent, agent Rafa as they say yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, um, I mean who, who's, who's like the the odds on managers to replace him. I saw like Wayne, Wayne Rooney, Rooney, Frank Lampard, Rudy Garcia. Rooney, Rooney but not Martinez has been fit, oh, that's it, as well. Yeah. Apparently Belgium um, won't let him go. So, I mean, there's people, other people like Father maybe and stuff like that. So, yeah, could be anyone. Um, it's all Rudy Garcia Rooney, was linked. Rooney would actually, I don't make sense, but especially the dire situation Derby's in, I think Rooney would probably have to go at some point anyway, just not because he's doing badly, just because they'll be liquidated. Yeah. So, well, what, what I'd like to see, I'd like to see Duncan Ferguson until the end managed. of the season. Yeah. And then when Rooney has completed his masterful escape he from relegation, super doing super well, Rooney. I will say before people people look at the table and think, oh, he's not doing too well. Derby relegation spot. They are like minus a billion points. Like, it, like they literally have like a stupid like penalty. I think it's, it's like minus, minus twenty one points, and now they're only 21. seven points off safety or something. Which like, is if they incredible. didn't have their penalties, they'd be a uh, like. 10th in the league or something like that which isn't amazing I know but with the team they've got they shouldn't be 10th in oh, the league oh their team is so I, I, I'm i going to I'm going to look at Derby County's team right now hold on 
But Rooney Derby is, County. Um, their team is horrible. Like, uh, no, no offense to Derby. Podcast, but, Derby is a, but Derby is a... <laughs> like, I search up Derby County players and the first one that comes up is Ravel Morrison. It's just Ravel Morrison, <laughs> Phil Jagielka. Um, but they've got a couple of good players like Tom Lawrence. Tom Lawrence? Uh, is he a good player? <laughs> I mean, he's he decent is, championship like level. Like, know, who, like Curtis Davies is still playing. Yeah, they, they Richard Stearman is... at the back. Like, <laughs> they, they, they've actually got. They've actually got a. Um, they haven't got. A, they've got like a zero goal difference or at least a positive one. Yeah, uh, I do. I do yeah. Which is incredible given the fact that they've got ja- uh, Phil Jagielka and Curtis Davies in defence, which normally is fine. Right, this was like 2012. That would yeah. be great. That would <laughs> actually not. be really good. But in 2022, both players have the combined age of about 55 billion. And I mean, Jagielka's yeah. left now. He's gone to Stoke City. Is he actually? <laughs> I think they. What? I don't know if they sold him or his contract was just like ran out or something. But maybe he's, he's I, guess Stoke. Stoke just, I guess Stoke just thought, you know what? That is a defensive rock there. But yeah, I like Rooney, a forty-year-old Phil Jagielka. You know what? Doug folks tell tell the season. Announce Rooney. Get him in. He's actually doing a good job. He's actually so far out of his one job. He's done well. And if Frank Lampard could get in on one job at Derby, I think Rooney can. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think it would be great so, to see him at Everton. I mean, I don't think he'll do particularly amazingly at Everton. I think it might, you know, blow up in his face. But cause that job. That being said, I feel like he's he, the thing of Rooney. He, he has inherited like that Derby situation is awful, and that the way he's, it is going to be one of his hardest. It's probably is the hardest job he's ever going to have, and it's his first oh, job. Yeah. So there's, I guess, there's a bit bit to suggest that. He might like, be. I didn't. I didn't think Rooney would be a good manager, but he's proving that he actually is a good manager. Like yeah, he's doing a good getting job, this Derby so. team out of a relegation fight from minus twenty-one points is actually outrageous. So essentially, um, announce Rooney Everton, or I will break um, the owner's kneecaps. I don't know what his name is, but or their name is. It's like Moshiri kneecaps, it? something like that. Yeah. Okay. But, All right. Well, it's time to do the leagues. We'll, we'll do the leagues, and I believe um, so I'm. No, you're starting. I'm going to start, yes, because I can. <laughs> so I'm taking over the podcast. I'm going to start with League R. Uh, yes. Um, which means League 1 in French. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Rennes beat Bordeaux 6-0. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, I don't know if I... It's really not a good episode yet, for Bordeaux, Bordeaux, is it? Bordeaux is like... <laughs> They are a second team for me, really. They really are. And they're in the mud. Um, they are the first kind of club I kind of associate myself with when I used to live in France. They were like, when I learned about, I found out about football the first time. Bordeaux was the team that kind of I associated myself with. And I was like, oh, I like that team. That looks cool. And yeah, this is not, I mean, they're not in a good financial situation and we're in the mud and can beat us 6 0. Great. 6 0 to, I mean, Red are good, but 6 0. We're not really good. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's like... I don't, I, yeah, we probably shouldn't lose 6-0, but we're not a good side. They have some Second quality players. Um, anyway, goals from Terrier, uh, Borrego, Laborde, Tufer, and two goals from Guassi. Uh, made it 6-0. <laughs> 6-0. <sighs> I mean, Ren have a good team. Like, Gaetan Laborde... Uh, yeah, Gaetan Laborde is genuinely like... I mean, I haven't watched him play, but like his stats are just incredible. They bought him from Montpellier. Like, just like they, I feel like their transfer policy is really good. Like, I don't know. I, I, I like Ren. 
I feel like they're, yeah, they're one no, of my favourite teams. Man. So. Good for Ben. I awful, awful for Bordeaux. Uh, <laughs> pain. Uh, nice 2, Nantes 1. Casper uh, Dolberg scored a penalty to make it 1-0. And then Goata would equalise to make it 1-0. Uh, Caprida 2M, which I didn't even know there was another 2M out there, uh, scored the winning goal in the 56th minute. When I say another 2M, I know there's one at Richard Gladbach, but I didn't know there was one at, at Nice. So Are they related or...? I have no idea. I'm going to have to research that. <laughs> but I think it's so. Nice as well, third place. I think they're third place, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just it's just a shame that PSG is running away with it. Because apart from that, you have like a tight waist for and Nice who are both doing well. I must say who are, you know, I think they're in that top four spot. They're playing really good football. So I think Nice is second, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they're, they're second, but they've got uh, Marseille have a game in hand. Just oh yeah, Kepin Tuam is uh, uh, Tuam's son. How how well. is Strasbourg fourth? I'm just looking at this league and table. I Strasbourg no playing some really good football. Uh, not football. They just they just do really well. There's one player in particular that I remember seeing a free kick from in like the 90th minute. He was really good. I forgot who his name is now. Um, oh, what's his name? He has a really long name. So like uh, Bellegarde, yes. Bellegarde, who's playing well. They've got a few players. I mean, the thing in the league on the table, there's one or two teams that you wouldn't expect to be up there who are playing really good football, like Strasbourg are playing really well. Lot are a prime example of a team who have kind of come back into relevance in France and have played really well. Hmm. Um, you, I mean, even then, you've got, I mean, uh, Lorient as well, who are their 18th, never mind. <laughs> I think about last season, maybe. Um, but yeah. Just look at this table. Bordeaux are very much in the mud. They are in the mud. I don't want to place. talk about it. We've, I don't think we should talk about them. I think it's just... <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, we'll move on to the next game, shall we? <laughs> yes. And the final game we're we'll talking about in Liga, which is PSG. Uh, they beat Brest 2-0. Uh, PSG also now 11 points at the top, I believe. Yes. So. Oh, dear. Marseille well, can well, cut well, it to 10. <laughs> they win their game oh. in hand. <laughs> oh wow I think that'll make all the difference <laughs> yes, before uh, Marseille win by one point yeah they had a dominant performance against Brest uh, goals from Mbappé and uh, Kera and something I noticed from Kera as well I've seen him play more and more in these league games for PSG and it's good for him because he's you know he's been a bit on and off for PSG I feel like he's a he's a he's nearly like a really really top centre-back it's just there's some, some bits about his game he still does make one decisions that you know doesn't allow him to get to that level yeah that's what I want to give a shout out is Kerr he's very good centre back I mean I remember when he played was it Schalke he played for I believe so yeah so I mean, yeah I remember there was a lot of hype around him when he was there I haven't really heard much of him since he's moved yeah he's, to he's been playing well for PSG it's just he hasn't yeah. it's just something about it. it's like a Joe like a I don't know like Joe Adama Chore. he's yeah. a really fantastic player there's one or two things about his game that doesn't doesn't allow him to get to that top level yeah I think with Kerr we got the same kind of situation he's not quite there there's still time for him to get there though obviously of course, yeah. yeah, he's quite young still, surely. Um, something else I want to point out, Ferrati also um, played quite well. He was really lively uh, because he was allowed to play a bit more advanced in that midfield because I think he, they, they had like Herrera and someone else in midfield. So Ferrati was allowed a bit more kind of freedom. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was nice to see from him. He's a bit more direct, a bit more like, you know, just allow him to allow Ferrati to get forward because he's a, he's a fantastic player, Ferrati. He has so many <laughs> good attributes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a so, fantastic player. Yeah. 
So good performance for PSG. And yeah, well done winning the league. Good job. Uh, <laughs> Basically done already. As most shit. Actually, I say yeah, like most years. Every now and again, yeah. someone else wins it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the good wrapped up. But uh, speaking of absolute farmers leagues, no, I'm joking. <laughs> God, no. This Ooh. podcast is going just, just to get cancelled. Just completely. <laughs> uh, well, we'll go on to Serie A. Let's do Serie A. Uh, and the Italian Supercopper was last week. Inter won it. The Alexis Sanchez with a 120th minute goal to Massive beat player. Juve. Massive moment. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know the Italian Supercopper isn't exactly the biggest trophy, but it's a trophy, so we should talk about it. So It is a trophy that exists in the world. Yeah. C- congratulations to Inter for winning that. I didn't even realise it was on until like two days before it happened. I didn't. There's, there's like a bunch of the Liga stuff happened. I didn't even realise until like a few days. I was like, oh my gosh. So <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, later yeah and well in, in the actual Serie A there were two sackings uh, a couple of days ago Andrei Shevchenko was sacked by Genoa after uh, their Porsche defeat Shrenko. to Spezia the week before or no, it was a good week. one by him you know it was a good one by Shevchenko um, I'm hoping to see him back in touch management and never to manage a club again yeah <laughs> I, think that's it. I think that's done for him now in the top I, th- in, I think Gen- top Genoa are 19th in the table now he had one chance and he spotted it and we're not going to see Shevchenko again as a manager I just yeah. I want to just call it Go, go back to Ukraine manager and just, yeah, I think that'll do him. <laughs> and uh, also Roberto Davesa was sacked by Sampdoria after losing 2-1 to Torino this week. Sampdoria are four points above the relegation zone. So, I mean, no, I mean they should a be bit fine. Danger, Sampdoria. Yeah. Sampdoria, they always find a way, don't they? they always, I feel like they're just always going to be in Syria. Yeah, uh, I don't see, I, I don't think they'll get relegated. As long as they bring someone competent in, they, they should be fine. Mm-hmm. But we'll go on to the games. Uh, Fiorentina 6, Genoa 0, another 6-0 scoreline in Europe this week. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying earlier, Vlahovic scored a goal in this game and he sort of raised his hands to the crowds, like say, almost say goodbye to them to for what could be his last ever appearance for the club. So that's interesting. Uh, Some could say. Yeah. Also goals for... Audrey Thola, Bonaventura, two for Beraghi and one for Lucas Torreira. So a good win for Fiorentina, obviously. Massive uh, win, yeah. Andre Shevchenko wasn't in charge for, of you know, that game. They had an interim coach and not exactly the best start for him. No. <laughs> I don't think he'll be getting the full-time job. <laughs> Do you not think so? Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, we'll move on. Um, Milan actually lost at home to Spezia 2-1. Revenge of the Thiago Motta. I say that. He played for Inter, but he's haunting AC, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 90th plus six minute winner by Emmanuel Giassi. I see so, a lot from Giassi. Yeah, I, I mean... see a lot of stuff from Giassi. Is he a... He's played well this season. Um, I mean, Spezia are doing well as well. He's what, how does, what, where does Giassi play? Is he more of a striker? Is he a winger? Is he... I, I think he's quite versatile, like... I don't know, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really sure. Like, I haven't really watched Spezia. I'm, ask, I'm asking you as the Serie A expert here, who yeah. is Piazzi? <laughs> and why do I keep seeing him? I mean, I don't know. He just scored, He just seems to score a lot. I mean, he scored four goals this season. I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, as, as the Serie A expert, I'll probably tell you his middle name and everything as well. But I mean, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't even really know a lot about him. I just know he scores sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays for Spezia <laughs> but Spezia they, they came from behind as well to beat Milan so 
good win for them. Great win for Spezia, yeah. And there well, was a game near the impressing. top. Yeah, Spezia, I think they're... Oh, I just need to look this up. They're like 12th in the league, I think. I keep, I keep using them for, for Venezia, but I hope they are the Thiago Motta side. Oh, they're fifth. No, I said that. Yeah, they're they the are the Thiago... Cool. It's, like, it's nice seeing Thiago Motto as well management given that he there was a lot of hype about him as a coach yeah. um, at PSG I don't know if people remember this but there was an interview where he said he wanted to be like a 272 I remember that like, and then he wanted, he wanted like the keeper but, on the halfway line as well but the, I mean I think the way 272 isn't literally 272 but it's like the way I think that's more vertical but yeah I get but I get what like yeah, a lot of, there was a lot of things about Motta and it's nice seeing him in management because he seems like a very intelligent mind yeah. Although Perla was also an intelligent mind and he didn't really do particularly well at Juventus. So. And you say he didn't do particularly well. He got top four. Which, yeah, I mean, you know what? He might even come back at this rate. There's probably, <laughs> there's probably a good chance of just coming back as manager. <laughs> I mean, uh, but there was a game actually at the top of the league which allowed Juve to gain some ground as Atalanta and Inter drew 0-0. So, mm-hmm. But uh, it also allowed Inter to now uh, extend their lead. They're now two points clear of Milan with a game in hand. Sorry for Atalanta was a good one with the league. Yeah, well, uh, Atalanta now quite far behind the leaders. I think they're yeah they're eight Great. points behind Inter. There is no justice in football, <laughs> and more crucially, they're only one point ahead of Juve. So very much in danger of dropping out of the top four. I'm rapidly losing the love after the game. This is an actor Stanley manager that that interview. What? <laughs> it was from ages like it was from years ago, but there was like this actor standing manager and interviewed him about a, a, a game. And he was like, "I'm just losing love out of the love of the game." Honestly, oh, <laughs> he just, yeah, no, I know what you're just, on about. Yeah, it's like, I'm just falling out, in love out of love with football. <laughs> yeah, this just. I wonder what happened in that actor Stanley game for him to say that. I don't know. Anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll, move, we'll move. I think that's Serie A done. So yes, we will move on to La Liga. Which, do you know what that means in, in, in English? Uh, I believe, I, I guess the league. <laughs> it does, I think. I, I haven't even well, checked. We didn't do Serie A. So, Serie A means oh, Serie A, I, I think, or Series A. Oh, Series A. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, Series A, maybe. Anyway, Probably. welcome to the league. Um, <laughs> in the league... Uh, it was only one big match in the league because uh, there was a lot of other different competitions in the way. Uh, Real Betis uh, beat Alaves 4-0. Um, Borja Inglias? Inglesias. I keep Iglesias, seeing his I name. Think. I should probably know his name because he scores a lot for, for Real Betis. But he got a brace. And Canales and Juan Mi also scored in a 4-0 drubbing of Alaves. Uh, Copa del Rey time. Yay, more um, Super Cups. Oh wait, no, that's I not a Super this, Cup. <laughs> no, this is the actual like FA like yeah. they're equivalent of the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, Copa del Rey, uh, round of 16, I think, I hope. Something like that. Real <laughs> uh, Batista con Sevilla. Uh, however, this is this was behind closed doors because they'd had a game a few days before um, and it was abandoned after uh, Juan Jordan was struck by Metal Bar. Oh. Uh, he was all right, actually. It's just, I just the ref was like, oh, we have to abandon it. Well, everyone just left. <laughs> so yeah, in the replay, Batista uh, beat Sevilla 2-1. Uh, Nabu Fekir and uh, Gomez scored in the first... No, Nabu Fekir scored in the first half. Gomez for Sevilla, Papu Gomez, then scored for Sevilla. And then Calais got the winner in, in the second half. So, what did Betis get to the quarterfinals slash semifinals? I can't remember. Well on for advancing. <laughs> well <laughs> advancing. <laughs> the the <laughs> and now in the Super Copper, draw that means. There we go. Be, I'm, uh, 
my instinct tells me super cup. <laughs> it does. Well done. <laughs> um, anyway, this is, I think this over the uh, last weekend or whatever. They had like a, I, think, I don't know if the tournament is even set in Spain. I, mean, I think it's like somewhere else. They used to have it set. It's like in, like, in like Saudi Arabia or something, isn't it? Yeah, they do this in like, uh, the league uh, under it sometimes as well. They just have it in random places like uh, the Super Cup. But um, Real Madrid beat Barca in the semis. And then Athletic Club got a win over 10 man Atletico. Uh, then Madrid beat Bilbao 2-0 uh, uh, despite, you know, being a man down in the final few minutes. Uh, Modric and Benzema with the goals. Nice. I, I don't understand. Why did Spain have like a semi-final for the Super Cup? Like, what, 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 how do you qualify for the Spanish Super Cup? Why, I just, yeah, why, why Athletic Club are there? I just thought about that. We will did try they, and that. <laughs> I mean, I know they reached the final Maybe. of a cup last year. That's probably why then. That's definitely why. It's because we reached the final of one of the cups. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's the draw I've got for for Spain because not apart from the cups, there's not a lot. It was just cup season. So <laughs> cup we'll season. move on to uh, the final league of the podcast, the Bundesliga. Which do you know what that means? It means uh, League of Bundes. No, I don't know. <laughs> I what is it? What does that actually no, mean? It, it's the National League, I think. Oh yeah. I, I oh, actually, okay. I actually did German in school, so. Ah, um, I actually kind of know. I, I believe it's National League. If I'm wrong, then no, oh, well. <laughs> two, three of Bundes, years of German. That be for the case. <laughs> it better be League of Bundes. <laughs> League of Bundes. We could just change it to that name. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, in the League of Bundes, the top four race is actually really starting to heat up now. So uh, Dortmund beat Freiburg 5 1. Uh, thanks for a brace from Erling Haaland and a brace from Tom Amunier. One of these odd. things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> And a, a goal from Ma- another goal from Matthew Dahu just scored last week. Uh, so yeah, Freiburg disappointing for them, especially in their race for the top four. But they're now down to sixth after one win in five games. And uh, Dortmund remain just six points behind Bayern, so a bit closer than Ligon. But... Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, six points is certainly doable. I mean, I'm not it's sure doable, it's, it, it is doable, but yeah, given sure Bayern's form, it's probably going to be quite hard to catch them yeah but uh, Hoffenheim also losing in the top four race they lost 2-1 to Union Berlin thanks to goals from uh, Andreas Vogelschlammer and Grisha Prömel. Uh so yeah Hoffenheim and Union are now actually level on points in fourth and fifth like this this top four race has been blown oh, wide Union open better get, week. Union better get champions man they, they that would be it. so sick I mean so many teams would be so cool to see at the Champions League like Freiburg, mm. Union, even like Hoffenheim, and well, I'll, I'll talk about it now. Uh, there are three point, there are three clubs who are just three points of fourth place, which are Leipzig, Köln, and Frankfurt. I think seeing mm. Köln and Frankfurt as well in the Champions League would be cool. And Mainz just one point behind them, so Mainz could even make a run for the top four as well. It's completely mad. But uh, I said Hoffenheim losing to. Gladbach lost to Leverhusen uh, at yeah. the weekend, and I'm sure I would put Hoffenheim for that. Yeah, anyway, uh, Hoffenheim lost 2-1 to Gladbach. Uh, and we were, you know how we were talking about Jan what? Sommer last week? No, 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 hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, you, you've read that wrong. I've read that wrong. Have I read it wrong? Hoffenheim okay. losing gave Leverkusen the opportunity to go third, and Leverkusen beat Gladbach 2-1. I did write it correctly. I, okay. Basically, what's happened here is Gladbach <laughs> have lost 2-1 to Leverkusen. 
And, you, and you that, has given, the that gave Hoffenheim the chance. still the biggest club in Germany. Yeah. That's the proof. That gave Hoffenheim the chance to extend their lead to third, but they lost. So we'll talk about the Gladbach game with Leverkusen, <laughs> in, which, in which Jan Sommer, who we were talking about last week, saved two penalties and earned man of the match despite losing. Which proves that he's a top quality keeper. I'm not going to hear otherwise. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, would Jan Sommer um, get confused which team he's playing against? I think he would. <laughs> I think he doesn't even care what team he's playing against. He just saves everything. Oh, allow it. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just, the ball comes towards his goal and he just saves it. That's just what he does. Even though he conceded two to a team. Yeah, see, I, I think if David Hay was in goal, he would have saved all of them. So, ah, yeah, uh, but that, David De Gea also conceded one. At the weekend, so well, yeah, I think at the weekend yesterday. I'm, that's probably because Maguire's energy um, <laughs> was permeating for the bench. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how these episodes always end with us just going off on tangents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have again. <laughs> so <laughs> he's done it again. <laughs> so uh, well, thank you for listening to our tangents again. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have another tangent next week. I'm not. I don't know what I'm on about. Leverkusen beat another team again and don't actually lose in disguise. Yeah. Whatever you said. I don't even know what happened there. Hopefully um, two teams from Germany play each other and I recognise which ones they are and I know what happens. <laughs> I think exam season is just hitting us a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just such a shambles. <laughs> but thank you for listening to our shambles and uh, hopefully you tune in again next week. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much.